we ever thought this. to talk about what this is right this is a podcast <laughs> that is yet to take full form yeah it's um, it's it's an idea it's a really great idea a great podcast i guess we'll find out <laughs> it's barely even a great idea because it's not a fully formed idea it's a it's a zygote is that how you say that word i think so I don't know. Zygote? Z-Y-G-O-T-E? I don't know. Something I'm like usually that. good with these kind of things, but today I'm just off of my science game. Oh, wow. What yeah. a shame. Okay. It is. Anyways. Um, should, we, should we mention what day it is right now? Like, the significance of this time? Wednesday? What's significant <laughs> about Wednesday? <laughs> should, should we mention that it's, that it's the eve of Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's the day that everyone collectively pretends, like this country has any kind of honorable history attached to it. Here's the thing about holidays. They can be criticized, but it's still kind of nice that people find a time to like get together and eat and hang out and take days off of work. That's cool, you know? Even I've if never, it's based on a lie, that's okay. I've never understood like people who say that Thanksgiving is better than Christmas. Oh, well, that's not true at all. People say that. I mean, maybe it's just a Californian thing. Maybe we're just so privileged all the time oh that people, you know, get tired of the best no. day on the in the in the year. It's a fact that Chris Thanksgiving is not better than Christmas. Thanksgiving is like it actually should just be changed to pre-Christmas. Mhm. Mm Cuz mm -hmm. it's not really it's not really about anything. It's just kind of like Everyone's kind of sitting on the edge of their seats waiting for the time when it's appropriate to start playing Christmas music, to start putting up their Christmas trees. And as the earth continues to uh, melt under our feet and our governments war with each other and everything is chaos, people want more and more to have this false sense of happiness. So the holidays keep getting pushed closer and closer to the act to Thanksgiving. So people are putting up their trees before Thanksgiving even starts because Thanksgiving is an afterthought. And it should be called pre-Christmas. And you know what? America should just have, from the, from the day of what I'm going to now call pre-Christmas, pre from the day of pre-Christmas to the 31st of December should just be, like, everyone should just get that whole time off. Wouldn't that be great? That would be so amazing. Just reset. Oh. I was having a conversation with somebody about, like, the whole, I guess, commercialism aspect of Christmas. And I feel like there's something to be appreciated, even in the commercialism. Like, even yes. in the, even in, like, walking into a mall in September, damn near. And it's damn like, <laughs> and, and, they're, and, they, and they have decked the halls fully. I love that because I feel like Christmas reminds me that there is still time to sit back and just be a human being and not a cog in the greater machine that is this country. I agree. I, I mean, actually, all I, love to 
this country. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I like Christmas um, more when it's not taken seriously. Like, when you're not, when you don't feel this pressure to buy people stuff or to participate in everything, but kind of just watching it and watching people be happy and watching, or I don't know if they're actually happy, but watching people seem like they're happy, giving each other gifts. I don't stress about it because, like, people know that I'm not good at giving them gifts or sending those gifts on time. One time I had a card that I was going to send my friend and it was in my, it was in my stuff in my house and I had it for like seven years. And I finally just sent her a photo of the card and then threw the card away. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not really the best at gift giving, but I don't feel pressure to give anything. Maybe it's because I don't have kids and they're not like demanding things of me. Right. Maybe it's more like if you have kids and you feel more pressure. But I feel like if you teach your kids like, hey, this day doesn't matter. I can give you gifts anytime I want. It's about the spirit. But I'm who knows? I don't have kids. Maybe it's easier to just go along with the whole holiday thing than to try to teach your kids valuable lessons when they're like three. And they're just like, I don't care, mom. I want I don't know what toys are there even that they give kids now. I don't even know. I have no interactions with children, so. That's great. Okay, so the whole point of this thing that we're doing, we're trying to have like philosophical, light, L-I-T-E, philosophical discussions. Thank you. I, I was just, actually, <laughs> I was not, hoping we're, you were thinking of the same light. We're not, <laughs> At the end of this, what we want is for people to have existential crisis. <laughs> If we can, like, send you off into your day with wondering what's this all for, then, you know, mission accomplished. Right. We want you to not be able to focus on your daily tasks because you're wondering what's out there in the blackness beyond us. Right, because misery loves company, and we are miserable people. And we want the company. We want to make you all miserable. If you're listening for some reason, thank you. So this week's existential crisis question is is suffering a necessary part of the human condition and what would people be like if they didn't suffer well actually i think people would be probably like donald trump if they didn't suffer but then okay okay this is the thing then you have to ask like what is suffering i think suffering is a relative term i mean i think if, a, if an individual is suffering according to their own terms, then by all means they are suffering. True. To varying, to varying I, I feel like suffering kind of varies intrinsically in terms of just how, like if, if there's a person who is starving to death, um, that is clearly a higher degree of suffering than having to wait in the checkout line for an extra five minutes. But I yeah. mean... Both of these are examples of suffering. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I guess. Because so, you know how some people like mock people for complaining about certain things? And it's like, well, you've never really been through anything. Like, I feel like probably Ivanka Trump is suffering. Not that I have any sympathy for her, really. But maybe there's some secret part of her brain that is embarrassed of her father and um, wishes for death. But then she's not suffering. Her, her suffering is one thing. And then there's the suffering that her father is inflicting upon millions of Americans. 
So suffering, I guess there's degrees of suffering, but the question is, is it a necessary part of the human condition? Yes. See, yeah, here's the thing. Technically? I feel like the suffering in my life is the point of reference with which I can exper- or experience and enjoy good times in my life. Yeah, I hear that people say that all the time. Like, if you don't suffer or go through things, then you don't, like, enjoy the happier times as much, which is true because, for example, right now I work two jobs, so I work, like, 14 hours a day. And by Thursday, my I can't even... I become, like, dissociated from reality because I'm so tired. And then by Friday, wow, the the happiness that I feel when I leave my job at midnight on Friday is indescribable because I just I'm so happy. And if I if I but then by the end of the weekend, I'm like, I feel like lethargic because I just laid around all weekend and like probably ate too much. And then I feel kind of sick and I'm ready to like work again because I feel like, okay, I earned doing nothing and being like almost catatonic for 48 hours so now now it's time for me to like repunish myself so i feel like humans have like this i'm sure there's like studies on this and stuff that i could definitely read if i wanted to actually educate myself but but who wants to do that but who wants to do that in my ignorant ramblings and just my own like experience it seems like humans thrive on suffering because it makes the part when you're not suffering like 10 times better i feel like people find nobility in suffering in like this very strange way where like people who work really hard and grind really hard let's see like there's this whole culture surrounding the grind and it is it has completely permeated every corner of twitter where people are grinding and working super hard for the sake of working hard in the grind. It seems like when you portray your life to be full of suffering for like a noble cause, then you are basically God's child. Well, yeah, of course. Because that is the <laughs> that is the tenet of Christianity. This is the thing. Um, having grown up in a very religious home... And currently in the process of reevaluating my own belief system, you realize that Christians especially, I think, I think it's especially Christians are the ones, it seems, that are so into the idea of suffering. Christians do this, like, suffering bingo thing where it's just like, the more that you go through, the prouder God is of you. The more stars you get in your crown. No, the stars in your crown is for winning people over. Right. Don't, get this, don't mix it up, Janelle. <sighs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, star, the stars in your crown are convincing people to believe your religion. I apologize. But, the, <laughs> but <laughs> God um, loves to see us suffer because it, it proves to him, I guess, that, he, that we really mean business. Right. And I just don't. I don't think I really buy that anymore. And it's not like, because, okay, this is the thing. Oh, I was watching this show called Three Wives, One Husband. And in the show, the woman, the women were spending a lot of the show convincing themselves of why what they're doing is God's will. And they were saying, like, oh, you know, uh, we have to put aside our jealousy and we have to do all of this to... um 
conquer these evil feelings we have of like feeling envious of our husband when he's with his other wife and all this stuff. And it refines your character, which is fine. But I feel like character refinement will come no matter what. You don't have to put yourself into suffering situations to suffer. If I never went out of my way to do a whole lot of anything else, I would still there would still be ways in which I would suffer. Nothing dramatic, but I would still suffer because I have to interact with other humans, and interacting with humans makes we we make each other suffer because we're so stubborn and selfish and greedy. So just it Christians have this weird idea I it seems that you kind of almost have to lay down on the ground and take it. And in that, you're honoring God somehow. Like you have to kind of almost put yourself into situations where you're probably going to suffer or allow yourself to go through situations where you continue to suffer. And they're like, you know, but God is good because in all of this, you know, I'm a better person and all this. And it's like, but you're in a bad situation and that you could get out of. Why are you staying there? Has got how much character refining does he need to do? Um, Janelle and I grew up in a particularly conservative body of believers. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Yes, Um, we did. And I feel like within this body of believers, there was this ever-present way of thinking that you know, through persecution you become like a gem. I feel like this way of thinking, I guess is, or what I would assume is kind of a, a way of working through human suffering, like making sense of it and kind of finding the purpose in it. If there was no heaven, there was no reward for your suffering, but there was also no punishment for your whatever, for your bad deeds or your lack of suffering. But if there was no heaven to like justify the fact that you went through all of this, Mm-hmm. Would people still, like, believe in God? Would people still be willing to go through all of this? And the only reward, quote-unquote reward, the only thing that you could say at the end of your life is, like, well, <clears throat> I know there's nothing after this, but I made God, who never visited me, who I never actually got to see, but I know he exists, and I made him happy, I think. And then you die, and that's it. Forever. Right. Would people be like, would people still be willing to, I'm not saying that everyone is super selfish and is like, the only reason I believe in God is because I get to go and have a pet lion and walk on streets of gold when I get up there. But is suffering a necessary part of the human condition? As we are now, yes. I'm thinking of people I know who haven't suffered. It's weird to say that anyone has not suffered because even if you're super wealthy or you've lived like a happy life, you've in some way you everyone has suffered a little bit. So there's nobody that I don't think there's anybody who's not suffered at all because it seems like everyone loves at least one person. And maybe that one person has either died or got sick or you got in an argument with them or something. Like suffering, outside of physical suffering, like physical pain, the other kind of suffering, which is like emotional and mental and all that stuff, all comes from interacting with other humans. So unless you are a hermit and you do not live amongst other people, then your only suffering is going to probably be physical, maybe emotional and mental if you 
suffer from being alone. But if you're like somehow the kind of person that doesn't ever need any kind of human interaction, then you're only suffering. It's physical. But then, so then everybody suffers somehow. I don't think it's possible for people to not suffer. I feel like if we make the word, or if we change the term from suffering to something less dramatic, like just experiencing unpleasant things, can you imagine what life would be like if you only experienced positive <clears throat> things, if you only experienced joy and happiness at all times, and there was nothing to ever interfere with you and your happiness? Wow. Imagine that. It would be heaven, literally. I can't think of it because I already interfere with my own happiness so much, just with my like mental process. So I'm trying to think of what it... But I would have to remove the history in my mind of ever having actually come across not having a good day. Like, if I, if I think of the times where I am having a really great day, I always am remembering the bad days I had before that and how eventually you're going to have another bad day. Right. Like one time I was walking. This happens all the time. It wasn't even one time. I was like taking my groceries to my house. Nothing, nothing bad happened to me that day. It was a perfectly fine day. But in my head, I was thinking at some point you're going to have a really bad fight with somebody you're really close to or you're going to get into like something terrible is going to happen to like someone you love or some kind of like accident is gonna happen like you're gonna have a bad day i I tell myself that while i'm having a good day because i'm sick and i but i feel like (laughs) i feel like suffering dictates so much of the way that we live lives even on a subconscious level yeah um the fear of unpleasant experiences the fear of sickness physical and mental i guess and just sick people because there are a lot of those yeah that um, makes us that makes us enjoy at least it should make us enjoy when we're having a good day or good moment because we know that's not a permanent thing. Well, I mean, think about it like you may be sitting on a chair, like it may be this microscopic of an experience where you're sitting on a chair and your arm has been in one position for like 15 minutes and now you want to move it. Like little but it's like subconscious when it actually happens. Can you imagine living in a world where it was impossible to experience unpleasant things. And that's why I say it would literally be heaven. And let me let me let me preface this by saying <laughs> this is not this is not a religious podcast. We come from No, it's not not at all. <laughs> we come from a religious background. Um, but we but we will we, not be integrating that into this. We We're have been delivered out of the wise. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, don't say it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we are currently uh, not sure of anything. We are wandering souls, um, searching for truth that we will never find. And so, truth is subjective. I think the, the the concept of heaven is has always been really interesting to me. Because I feel like a life that is completely cleansed of all unfortunate and unpleasant experiences, it seems almost dystopian. The only way that the only way that we could that it would work for everyone to um, 
be completely free of suffering is if literally everyone was free of suffering. Because I'm trying to, I can't even imagine it. I just, I keep thinking about prolonged happy moments. Like, okay, when I get home from work on a Thursday, which is my last work day, I'm euphoric. I get in my bed and I prop up my, I have like several pillows. I love a really well pillowed bed. And I prop up against the pillows and I just kind of lay there with my hoodie on and my hood over my head and I just like sink into it. And I don't think there's anything that could ever happen to me that feels better than that. Right. And I just like pull out my iPad while I'm revealing how wealthy I am right now. Wow. I have an iPad, guys. <laughs> We're in Janelle's I've palace never, as we speak. I've never suffered because I have an iPad. And um, I just lay there and I think... I don't want to ever move. I don't want to move from here. But then eventually that fades. And if I lay down for too long, like by the next, like let's say I lay in bed all day, then I start to feel gross. And I think, and I start like beating myself on being like, why don't you get your fat ass up and go take a walk? Go buy your groceries. There's things you need to do. Get up and go do stuff. So it's like, even when I am experiencing a good moment i'm reminding myself of all the other things i need to do that aren't great or fun or interesting right so it's like what would even a lack of suffering look like like let's just take a scenario that involves multiple types of people and what would a suffering free utopia look like in like a workplace i feel like i really want to unpack this because i feel like it's a question that's kind of just stated and and it really never is explored because i mean you said getting home after a week of work getting Mm -hmm. into bed Mm -hmm. and just having the you time that Mm -hmm. you've been waiting for all week is like the most euphoric (laughs) experience in your life it is um the only reason why your thought process is changed after a while and you start to not enjoy that is because of external um elements in your life like your responsibilities and yeah. and you may not be feeling all your responsibilities and so you're them. but you're not looking forward to um having to tend to those responsibilities but imagine a world where everything that you do everything that you invest yourself into is something that brings you just as much euphoria as like that first <gasps> moment that's a really good point because of laying in bed after a week of work. Yeah, you're right. Because I was think the way I was thinking of it is a world where you get to do only the things you enjoy. But what if all the things you do are always things you enjoy? It's not right. just like, oh, I get to um, eat ice cream every day. I get to watch my favorite movie every day. But it's also like you have that same feeling of I get to go to the post office. Right. I get to go to the DMV and see all the smiling faces of the employees there. I get to see Linda at the post office. She's so wonderful. And I get to see the guy at the grocery store. Like, I guess it would be that kind of utopia is a change of attitude more than a change of activity. So you're instead of you doing things you love, you just love all the things you do. Let me tell you something, Janelle. Let me, let um, me, let me listen to you, Christian. This this place does exist. It's called California. Oh my god! 
I live in California. Janelle lives in Texas. I really should have Texas. seen that coming. <laughs> you know, for the past, how long have I lived away from California? I've lived away from California now longer than I lived in California because I was only there for four years. But I've lived away from it for like 12. And um, there was a time, you know, when I, when I dreamed of living in California again. And then I became an adult. And I started to use my adult brain. <laughs> and my adult brain told me, Janelle, you'll never be aff- able to afford to live in California. At any given time, I'd maybe have $700 saved. Maybe. And that money usually ends up going towards just a plane ticket to visit California. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um <laughs> It, it's it's totally worth it. I believe that we live... Like, the entire state is the actual golden city. Literally um, golden, because that's the color of fire. I mean, that's why because, God appointed us with that. Because name. California is on fire. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I also live in Northern California, where we have been um, inundated with, apparently, like, just toxic smoke plumes yeah are you guys okay you know do you um, wear a mask do you wear a mask when you go outside i actually have a mask right here that i wanted to demonstrate do they hand those out to you guys no <laughs> you have to go buy them no uh, this was actually a gift from my friend i feel like it was kind of um, why your friends care about you yeah my friends care about my respiratory system but i don't <laughs> um so you don't wear it is it because you can't find an outfit to match with it? <laughs> How did you know, Janelle? You know that my sense of fashion, my swag comes first. You know what you should get? Oh, you, should, you, should ask, you should commission to get a floral face mask made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. It, it, I, I feel like, in, for me, I don't know. Just go in there and tell them, listen, I understand that we all need to breathe. I understand that I don't want to have lung cancer in the next 10 years. But is there any way that you guys can help me along with my accessorizing? Because I have an image to maintain. <laughs> I don't want people out here thinking I just walk outside not caring about how I look. I mean, I, I, I turn on the little, uh, you know, the, the interior air recycling thing in my car. And I feel like that's enough. I mean, you know, we it's all have not. our time. We all have our time. And when calamity <laughs> falls upon us, you'll I, you already know, I'm, be I'm, dead. I'm there for it, honestly, because, <laughs> you know, I welcome death. Hmm. And so now we're going to start talking about death. Death. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Suffering makes people better people, I think, too. Because when someone treats me in a way that I recognize I don't like, or I feel like, oh, I don't like how I feel after that interaction, then I kind of document that. And I guess that could be considered suffering, but not really. Is suffering, like, prolonged? Is is just a bad moment a suffer? Are you suffering in a bad moment? Or is, <laughs> or is suffering, like... What is a suffer? What is a suffer? You know what? That's my term now. I'm just going to say <laughs> Let's just call it suffers now. So I had a suffer... In that moment when I had that negative interaction. So then I think, okay, I don't like how that made me feel. Or I don't like how certain people in my family maybe 
have treated me or something like that. For example, a non-example that has nothing to do with my personal life. I, like, document that, I clock that away, and then I realize, and then I use that as a motivation to treat people differently so that they don't feel the way that I felt in that moment. So, like, I feel like suffering makes people better to each other because they want to alleviate other people's suffering so they don't have to feel what they experience. Not that you always have to experience. Because someone can say, see, like, you know, starving children and, like, the things that really make you sad for the world. And they don't have to be starving themselves to be like, I don't want that kid to starve. I'm going to give them money. See, I feel like people are constantly... um trying to move toward a life or a part of their life in which suffering has been minimized, if not eliminated. Because in learning from situations that that we suffer in, Mm -hmm. um, we, like, I guess a smart person would, would learn from that experience, whether, you know, they've been, they put themselves in a situation that was, unfortunate or they put somebody else in a situation that was unfortunate for them um everyone's always you know learning from their mistakes and learning from bad experiences but why like where you'll never we'll never get to a place in our life where suffering is not a factor like yeah exactly because human suffering is pretty much continuous at this point if we were actually documenting i mean it, I think it's just evolving. Suffering is evolving because we definitely evolved our way out of suffering in terms of um, I'm cold. I, I don't want to feel cold. Warm me up. So we created things to warm ourselves up. We created things so that we don't have to squat in the forest and take a dump. Uh, we created places to, you know, do all of the things that we probably had to do outside or walking around barely clothed. Like, we've figured out how to alleviate a lot of our physical suffering in terms of temperature and discomfort. But the mental, emotional parts of suffering, and even though we have alleviated all of that stuff, it's not like there's not still people in other parts of the world or around the world, or not even around the world. Down the street, there's homeless people all over where we, we everywhere we live who are still suffering in those ways because they don't have homes to um, shower in or get warm in. They don't they they can probably gather enough clothes to stay warm, at least in Austin, because it's not freezing here. But in places that snows right. and there if there are homeless a lot of homeless people in those places, it's like we we're not actually our suffering is like individualized but it's not like we take all elements of human suffering and figure out a way to stop everyone from suffering because we're not learning anything i mean we're learning but we're not canceling it out or maybe it will eventually be canceled out but it's going to take forever because the fact that um there's all of this stuff happening now with like you know racism and nazis and all these things that you would think oh we saw that happen with the hitler and his homies so we know we know what track that leads to so we're going to cancel that that's over we're not going to let people suffer that way anymore right but it's still happening <laughs> so 
maybe there's like suffering will always happen because humans are too stupid to stop it really well basically here's how it is okay i have i have the answers oh right okay um listen up guys (laughs) nothing matters so i don't know if we answered the question we should talk about what would be your ideal day a day without suffering like what would a world what would your world be like if you went through the day and you didn't have to suffer. Dang. And what kind of person do you think you would be if you never <laughs> if you never encountered because I feel like I feel like the reason that you are the way you are is because of all the people that I have known you to have to interact with in the past in your in your life. Well and yeah. so I'm like, I know why Christian is this way. Because he because probably he's destroyed. felt the need to be the opposite of some of the monsters that he's had to interact with. <laughs> I know that a lot of the reasons why I'm like really intentional about a lot of things I do or the way that I treat people or react to things is because I was, growing up, I saw the way that certain people um, reacted and interacted with people. And I thought, I don't like how they did that. I don't like how it made me feel or how it made other people feel. So I'm going to do the opposite because I want to try to be better than that person. So what would it be like to just go through your day without the, I, maybe, I don't know if it's possible to mentally erase your own history, but just like <laughs> interacting with people in a totally positive way and like the whole day is just glorious and nothing bad ever happens. It's not, and not like, cause you know how you're having a really good day and something really awful happened and if you were having a bad day, you would react differently to that thing. Like if I dropped my phone in the when when I'm already having a great day, I'd be like, ah, I dropped my phone and I'd pick it up and keep on going. But if I drop my phone when I'm already having a bad day, that's just like, oh, great. OK, thanks, universe, for shitting on me again. Appreciate it, because right. now your day feels like it's 10 times worse. So you react differently to how you already perceive the day to be going. I feel like a lot of it has to do with um, responsibility, like dealing with people and knowing that there are certain things that I need to fulfill for others. Um, there, if, if, and if all of those people had an understanding that, you know what, Christian is going to have a, a, a me day. And he's going to completely renege on his promises and not Keep, remember to fulfill them in any way like if all. i knew <laughs> i tend to be a procrastinator so like a lot of a lot of my life consists of like i need to call that person and tell them that i'm not going to be able to do this for them or i'm not going to be able to you know stuff like that so because do, i hate saying so no you, to people so you do tell people when you're not going to be able to do things for them i just want to document that for my own <laughs> i do sake. i do tell them i do tell them um, I'm glad when that you I give know other them, people that I, courtesy. When, when I when I'm when I'm comfortable enough with them, like and I and like if it were for, were for you, for instance, I would be able to tell you straight up if yet nah, this is not gonna happen or whatever. Guys, you know that's I mean? not true. Uh, it is very true, actually. <laughs> um, but if it's other people, you just tell them, I'm gonna I tell do them it. When I yeah, I tell them, like at the very last second. 
Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't like to do that. Your I don't, thumbs are shaking over the phone as you're trying to like text them last minute. Like, I, I don't think I can. I don't think I'm I can so do this sorry. Um, so in, a, if, in your ideal day, mm. everyone would have an understanding of like, oh, I totally get why he couldn't do it. That's fine. Yes. Yes. If, because I have this fear of disappointing people. When I disappoint people, I suffer. Aww. Um, when I say no to people, I am, it's like just, it's terrible for like the next day or two. Does, do you dis- feel, do you suffer more when you disappoint them or when you say no? Or do you feel like saying no is the disappointment? I feel like saying no is a disappointment in a lot of situations in my personal life. Um, okay. Not personal life, but professional life, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like um, if all of these people, like everybody who I want to say no to, mm-hmm. they understood that I was not going to do what that, whatever that thing is. And everyone had an understanding that I am having a day mm-hmm. that is dedicated to... Getting your nails done, getting your hair did. Getting my nails done, getting my hair did, getting my uh, my tan on. No, like if I could just have a day just dedicated to myself, like what it doesn't every- have to be anything extravagant. Like it literally just like I could literally be in bed watching YouTube videos, and knowing that the next day, everyone will be cool. I don't have to do anything the next day. That's another thing. Knowing that I don't have to do anything the next day, um. So that the following day would not be a perfect day because I would be thinking about the things I have to do on the following day. Oh, you know what I mean? So I need, I need, I need a. So you need like, just a hundred percent cleared schedule. I need for like a, a 20, month. <laughs> I need a, I need a twenty-four hour period cushion. Do you not schedule time for yourself? I don't. I found a quote um, by Karl Marx. Karl Marx. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's intense. Here we go. <laughs> the only antidote to mental suffering is physical pain. What? Interesting, right? I, I guess. No, that's not true. Well, Karl Marx said it, so, I mean. The only antidote to, phys- to mental pain is physical suffering? I mean, I didn't say it. The- <laughs> You know, that's a fair quote. That's a fair point. I was just the messenger. You know what? Since we're having a quote off, apparently, I also have a quote by someone whose name I can't pronounce, so I'm not going to try. But it is spelled R-U-M-I. Rumi? I think. Rumi? Sure. Let's let's not make fools of ourselves. Let's, Let's not. More than we already have. The wound is the place where the light enters you. Damn. 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 All right, so. <laughs> next. So you know, that was the quote segment. <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, <clears throat> we have some questions here because uh, this is a conversational podcast. You know, we're just chilling. We're, we're really breezy. We're easy breezy, beautiful cover girls out here. We are. And, and we don't know anything. So We I don't mean, know anything. It's chill, bro. But maybe you want to know something about us. So we have. And we some, know a lot about that. 
And we know a lot about ourselves. Well, as much as one can know about oneself. I mean, do we really, though? But does anyone really know themselves? Um, a part two of the podcast. A, are we just a mirror? I feel like we're all just mirroring what we assume other people think of us. We're just copies of different ideas of... Anyways. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to ask you these questions first. Oh, damn, I can't do this one because... Oh, yes, I can. Never mind. Okay. So, here we go. What was the most memorable gift you've received? Ooh, I was literally just talking about this yesterday. Okay. And this actually, in in, in a way, involves you because Uh-oh. it was my... Either my 10th or 11th birthday. Oh, and how does it involve me? Well, it, w- it took place at your house. Okay. <laughs> it was my 10th or 11th birthday uh-huh. and it took place at your house and um we were having like a swim party and everything. oh yeah because we had great. that pool in the backyard remember that that I was love that was the best house i got a nintendo ds right oh and it, it's not so much the nintendo ds that i look back on with fondness uh-huh. It's the way that I felt when I when I got that as a gift. I was so excited. It was literally one of the peak experiences in my life. Like <laughs> I I haven't had an experience that has matched the way that I felt on that day. I was like outside swimming knowing that I still have the DS to go back inside. <laughs> I had like this It was it was the it was so great. So I have to say it's probably not the, the, the best gift um, uh-huh. that I've ever, you know, received. But it was the most joy-invoking in, uh, joy gift. Is that, a, is that a phrase? Sure, it is. You made <laughs> we'll, it We'll one. make it a phrase um, <clears throat> that I've ever received. It was great. Wow. Okay. That's wonderful. It's wonderful to ever feel that way about a gift. Speaking of gifts, I genuinely thought... That you threw that watch away because I thought you were just being nice and you were like, oh, I really like it. And then you like hit it in the bottom of a drawer somewhere. No, I just put it on for, for this podcast so you would I see f- me wearing it. I thought that might be it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right. If you had a clock that would count down to any one event of your choosing, what event would you count down to? Like my 35th birthday. Why? I mean, unless I'm, oh gosh, you know what? Actually, maybe not. Because the whole point of that answer was to suggest or was to state that I don't really want a clock to count down to anything. Okay, assuming that I am alive for like a full life. Mm-hmm. Um, my first home purchase. What would your perfect room look like? What would my perfect room look like? Minimalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, what color palette are we talking? It would be like grays, whites, and blues. That sounds wonderful. Wow, we know so much more about Christian now. I hope you all are pleased with yourselves. You know what? For the ear knowledge. I bet you didn't see this coming. I bet you didn't see this coming. See I actually have coming? three questions for you. <laughs> No, I did not see this coming. Janelle. Let's go. 
Janelle, when was the last time you climbed a tree? What the hell? Never. I've never climbed. Wait. That's not true. I have climbed trees. When was the last time? I couldn't begin to remember. Um, whenever the last time I didn't weigh enough to break branches as I tried to climb up the tree. <laughs> wow. Oh my so, God. So years and years ago. What gives your life meaning? I feel sick. Um, <laughs> this is like, I'm, this reminds me, there's like I'm some movie. Checked out. Okay. Um, you have, you really, we need to make it through this and we need to close this freaking podcast. Yeah, this needs to end. Cause oh. it's, Okay, this okay, is okay. like that Key and Peele skit. I don't know where There's he's like doing the 80s I, dance. My, there are now other things on my brain that I'd rather discuss. And so having to hold them down is making me literally sick in my stomach. Okay. <laughs> Whew, okay. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. This, this podcast. Is, this is not good. This is terrible. This, this you know is, what? This, you know, here, I'm just going to. This podcast has been brought to you. By whatever personal crisis <laughs> Janelle is going through, <laughs> which she's about to tell me about right now, <laughs> after this we close up this podcast. Off the rails. I can tell just something is just crumbling. Like her life is crumbling right now before my eyes as we speak. But you know what? She's 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 a real trooper. She's really just. <laughs> she's, I, I hope I. You know what? Everybody, have a wonderful holiday. Even though you'll probably be listening to this far after the holidays. Even though you'll over. probably be listening to this next July. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Whatever day you're having may it be a good one. Bye. <laughs> oh